0: Following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee.
1: Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radio Land. salutations. Hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radio Land from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee, episode 382. It's part one of a two-part uh, episode. If that makes sense, I don't know why it wouldn't. <laughs> Pretty cut and dry, really. It's our conversation with the great Doug McLeod. Uh, you'll hear some music. You'll hear some uh, some stories. It's a, it's a fun time, and uh, you know, stick around. It'll be uh, it'll be a big time. Before I get into that, there's a trend that's been going around in social media. Perhaps you're taking part in it. Perhaps you are not. Perhaps you're sitting there going, you're looking at it, going, "This is dumb," and you'd be right. <laughs> it's the voila AI artist app. Um, it allows you to upload a picture, a selfie, if you will. And then it does some, uh, some silliness to it. Some, uh, so it may, it turns you into a Pixar character. It's kind of the best way to describe it. And, uh, it's everywhere and people are just, you know, it's, gone, it, it's, it's an app that has gone for the lack of a better term, viral. And the first thing that occurred to me about this was something is up because clearly if it doesn't cost you anything, you are the product. That's that's how that how that works. And, you know, applying that that theory to this, I did a little digging. I I, I saved you some time, probably saved you some money. And maybe some other things too, as 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 I have discovered, there is a way you it, it's it, well it's ad based. There's a lot of advertisements that are on there. It's going to serve you ads every time you push a button. It's going to send you an ad. It's usually a video ad, and apparently it's rather long and it's unskippable, so you're kind of stuck. So there's that. Um, and there's a way to get around that. And you could pay, I think it's like six bucks a week to subscribe to it. You don't own it; you subscribe to it. That's how this that's how this works. So there's there's the financial end of it. <laughs> so if you don't want the ads you can give them money and they will go go away. <sighs> okay. Um this thing um, is from uh We Imagine AI LLC. Uh, they are based in Canada. Um apparently the in, in the Apple Store uh, alone it's been rated 25,000 times even more so in the Google Play Store there. Uh, now there is as, as anything else before you use this sort of thing, you have to agree to their terms of service. And I'd be willing to bet you almost any amount of money that you have not read those terms of service. If you, if you have the app on your phone and here's, here's the thing, uh, here's a few things that are in there that you might, you might want to know, <laughs> you might be interested First of all, you do retain ownership of your photos. So that's good news. They're not taking it away from you. However, the rest of this is not all that great. You grant the company a license to display, reproduce, edit, publish, and distribute the content you upload and the content generated through the app. But they say the license is for the purpose of developing and improving the app. OK. All right. That's fine. All right. You grant the company a license to, quote, create derivative works from exhibit broadcast publicly perform and publicly display display the generated content in any form and in any and all media or distribution methods. So, in other words, the the end result that you get, the cartoony photograph is is really is what belongs to them. And they have the right to, to use that image in any way, shape, or form they want to. They can put it anywhere they want to go with it. Right. Also, when you use the app or the website, they can collect usage data, including your IP address, your unique device identifiers, the pages you visit, and how long you spend on all those pages. So there, there's there's where you become the product. It's, It's you. They're using you for information. And uh, another thing here, among other purposes, the data can also be used by the company to monitor usage, enforce billing contracts, and display targeted ads. Yes, there it is. Targeted ads. Based on what you do and where you go and what you look at and all that fun stuff. Targeted ads being what they are. Targeted. Usually not correctly. (laughs) Because they just, they don't. They don't. Targeted ads just don't work. I, I've, I've, we've been through this before, and uh, a lot of people just don't want to be. They don't want to be tracked. They don't want to have to, you know, deal with this kind of stuff. And uh, you know, it's so much so that Apple had decided that they could develop a part of their, uh, their IO, their, their iOS, their operating system, to allow you to opt out of being tracked. And of course, Facebook threw a hissy fit. They were the first ones to do that. Uh, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> not so fast, there, Facebook. They, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna have you, uh, have you being tracked. Apple, and apparently now Google has announced that Android will be doing the same thing. So this is, you know, becoming the end of being tracked unless you opt into it, or in the case of voila AI uh, imaging you're allowing yourself to be tracked. Now, you can do with, with with this information, whatever you want. If I were you and I had the app on on my phone, um, I would delete it immediately. I just would, I, because you don't know. You just don't know where this stuff is going to show up, where your information, you think, you know, because we all bitch about, here's the problem, you bitch about getting these stuff the scam calls, right? They call, they're calling you about your extended car warranty. They're calling you about credit card debt. They're calling you about whatever it is that they're calling about. And it's clearly a scam. Where do they get that information from people who download apps like that? Because I guarantee you that company is taking that information and cause they're getting your IP, your unique, unique identifier, uh, information since it's on your phone. Guess what else they've got your phone number and they're selling that information. That's how they're making their money. That's exactly how they do it. So, you know, a little heads up. Oh, Chi Rick, you're sucking the fun out of everything. No, I'm not. They're sucking the fun out of you. That's how this works. I'm just trying to help you out here. So uh, you know, a little little heads up, a little a uh, little something from uh from the back row here. So be careful if you're gonna do this thing. Just know that you're you're on a list. <laughs> Potentially <laughs> you've been you've been targeted. And that's the way that goes. Right on. We'll pause. We'll be back in just a moment, right up out of this brief break. It's our it's it's part one of two parts, all right? So that's what we got. Uh, th- this time out, it's part one. Next week, it's part two. It's our conversation with some music with the great Doug McLeod. It is next, right up out of this break here from Radioland. Don't go away.
2: Would you like to be $600 richer in the next 10 minutes? Then make a free phone call and switch your car insurance to AIS. We get it, car insurance is boring. We make it fast, fun, and easy. You make one call. We shop dozens of the best car insurance companies and offer you a way to save up to $600 on your car insurance. There are so many special deals and discounts. The best way to get them is to call. Based on your area, we have special discounts for military, teachers, engineers, and good students. Even discounts for low mileage and accident-free drivers. AIS has tons of ways to save you money on your car insurance. Make a free call right now to see what you qualify for. New customers who switch to AIS save an average of $600. 800-338-1092 800-338-1092 800-338-1092 That's 800
1: 338 Ten ninety two. Doug McLeod has joined us. It's good to see you, Doug. How are good to you? Be with you, Rick. I'm fine, and you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Last year was a rough one for everybody. I hope it was great for you, though. Well, it was rough. It,
3: it Our great is. For us. You know.
1: I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, well. We were lucky enough that we
3: got got through it. So. uh like we we were talking about before, we just feel for
1: the people that w- aren't as fortunate. Oh know, yeah, that are still suffering from this. Oh my God, yeah, because it's not just the it's not just the infection. It's everything that goes along around it. You know, financial situation financial situation is the big one. You know, people yeah. you know looking for work and people that are trying to get back to work and then people trying to keep a roof over their head and eat and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Is, but it looks like the light is at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah, it is. It, yeah. You know, so just, just need, like people need to go down and go
1: get the damn shot, and that's please. Just go get your shot and <laughs> just be, Get the shot. It's Memphis. We get shot here. Go get shot. <laughs> There's a campaign for you right there. <laughs> it's Memphis. Get shot. Uh, during all of this, the uh, uh, the feed the blues thing uh, has been going on, and I and I, I know you've been helping out with that, and and uh, thank you so very much. I, again, I feel fortunate that I can.
3: And uh, I think that if, um, you know, just the way that uh, Patty Joy and I feel, that like if you're fortunate to be all, all right and the uh, folks that need something, yeah. then you, you
1: give. You, you, know? you, know, you can help out when you can. Sure, because what goes around comes around. Right oh, yeah. Well, I could not imagine being in a situation like some of these guys have been in. I just, you know. I know. It's it's horrific. Um, one of the things that you that you gave for us to put in the bags was uh, guitar strings, <laughs> and apparently between that and the Snickers bars, those were the biggest things. <laughs> yeah. Snickers bars, yeah. Snickers bars, yeah. candy, and some guitar strings, and these boys were set for life, man. They were ready to go. <laughs> they didn't have to worry so much. This is, you know, that's that's a good thing. That, <laughs> that but, is a good thing. That is a good thing. But, uh, but no, again, thank you so much uh, for all you've done to, well, yeah, to help I'm us. more than
3: welcome. Thank you.
1: It's, uh, it's one of those things that's uh, unfortunately going to be, you know, continuing on for a little while longer. And it's getting better. The lights are at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not a train coming the other way. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, <all> right. I think we're going to be all right. Uh, <clears throat> congratulations on your uh, nomination again at the uh, BMAs. Thank you. She perpetually nominated Doug McCloud <laughs> <laughs> I know uh,
3: It's pretty impressive it, uh, Well, I, yeah, thank you Thank you um, Bring home the hardware I, I've been fortunate enough to bring some of those home yeah. So where's the Grammy at? That's what I want to know <laughs> Come on, Doug. Well, uh, Grammy's dead now. Grammy died
1: back in about 1965. <laughs> that's about right. he <laughs> <It> sure did. <laughs> all right, so forget that. You don't need that. It's just a doorstop anyway. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the BMA, this year is going to be a little bit different, too. It's going to be streamed live. Uh, mm-hmm. June the 6th, I believe, is when that's going right. to happen. So, All right. Uh, free for anybody to uh, tune in and watch. I think they are taking tickets now.
3: Oh, they are taking tickets. Yes, that's what I heard. From, uh, I got an email from Joe, and uh, so I'm going to put that on my okay, uh, good social thing. So folks, folks know. Yeah, I think
1: you got to pay for it. Well, there you go. Why not? You know, um, it'll help you get a drink over at the bar. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> so, have you been recording any this past year? Yeah, have you been, have you been yeah, doing we some have. stuff. I
3: mean, uh, in fact, we uh, recorded just before the pandemic hit. Did an album with Jim Jim Gaines, yeah, and that yeah. that album is going to be released um, early next next spring. That album is going to come out early next spring. I'm really looking forward to that one. And then we just arranged for me to go at the end of this month. Out to Nashville to do a solo album. With just uh, with, yeah, just a solo. We just made and you, my feet. You and your feet and your guitar and, and an amp. Maybe a little amp for this guitar. You know what I mean? Just yeah, to, you know, a little, to make it little funky. Yeah, and uh, with a a mono microphone. That's, yeah. So it's going to be like the old school stuff you oh yeah know.
1: one of them real nice annoyments you know, Neumanns, you know that's, i don't know what it's going to be rick but you can it, hear your liver with that thing you know that's
3: what they, yeah that's <laughs> what
1: they want to do so you know like the uh um, audiophile people be really happy about that aspect you'll hear your fingerprints i think somebody once put it yeah i know those kind of mics oh <laughs> yeah, absolutely
3: that's cool you know because it's just one microphone yeah then just sit down and you play
1: and you play that's it so we'll see what happens no overdubbing, no click track, no
3: no, no. no, I don't know that. No, none of that, I'm afraid, no.
1: I, I think you should stand up and say, I'm going to record this on tape. <laughs> That's a thing.
3: Well, I, you know, I don't know what uh, the uh, producer has in mind. Uh, I Honestly, I don't think it's going to be pro, pro Tools or anything like that. Oh, congratulations. I think it's going to be, honestly, I think it's just going to be they're going to roll analog tape. Yeah. Old school
1: recording, man. That's the way to do it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So maybe there'll be a vinyl in this and so
1: on. There better be, if you're going to go through that much effort. Well, you think so, right? Yeah, because that vinyl, that, that sound from tape translates so beautifully oh, no. onto vinyl. I know. The, you know, the last, uh, what, the last four records we've done with
3: reference recordings, um, now, that wasn't tape, right? I'll be honest with you. It was not tape. Um so that's not who I'm talking about here (laughs) (laughs) Audio Quest those first four I did with them was all tape and man when those things go on vinyl it's like you can tell the difference oh big time you can tell the difference you know even me you know, like you know, <laughs> and you we, recorded it. You were there. <laughs> even me, man. I mean, there's so many people that go like, uh, you know, these guys can hear this stuff. Like, well, I think that's a, a, a couple of centimeters off the side, and, and and, I can hear
1: the difference. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah.
3: There's a warmth to it, and sure. there's a warmth to it. You know.
1: So when you go back and you hear those records, right? Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. long after they've come out, yeah. and you go, "That's not what I heard in my headphones when I was <laughs> recording it." What? What did you do to this? <laughs> what knobs got you? I Were you twisting back in there? Like that. But when I had the band,
3: yes, I would listen to it afterwards, and I go. Did we really do that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> that what were we thinking? and you could always tell, like if the producer, like when I first when I first started, if the producer was a bass player, yeah, it was real bass heavy, right, right, real bass heavy. Like, he
1: liked a man, lot of we bass. Need more bass yeah, in this thing. Just, you know, we need let a let crank see. that up, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But thank goodness, I think those days are gone.
1: Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Critical listening is a thing, apparently. <laughs> <I guess> so. <laughs> Well that's great so you, so about a year from now a uh, a new record from you. Absolutely. Um yeah, in fact
3: um it should be out before now. But I think they're talking about early spring.
1: So of 2022 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Very, yeah.
3: very cool. So kind of nice. That thing been sitting in the refrigerator for a while. Well, yeah,
1: but it's, I mean. it's been getting. It's gonna <laughs> be getting mature on you. It is getting mature. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to that and go. That's
3: what I was playing. Now? What, was I, what was I thinking? Oh <laughs> my, my God.
1: Well, you know how it is. You know, you 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 lay something. You've written something. You lay it down, and then as you as you play it. Over the years, they yeah. take on a whole life of their own, and you're right. Rick. With that record, that those songs are still probably still changing right now. Yes, they are. And you know, it, you know, I had a, a friend of mine tell me something. He said
3: they name it a record for a reason because it's a record of what happened at that time. Yes. It's a snapshot. Yeah, there you go. It's a snapshot. That's what it sounded like then. It's like I say when I do a concert. I say it's going to sound exactly like this, not something like this. It's going to sound exactly like exactly like like this. (laughs) and that's
1: how the albums are. Yeah, when you do the solo thing up in Nashville, that's it's going to be stripped down, naked. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. You know, like the old the
3: old school guys, uh, um, the old the old country blues guys. What they did, they just. Got in front of a microphone and they said play. Yeah,
1: well, so sort we'll of like happen. this room. That's uh, kind of what we yeah. do here. You yeah. know, yeah,
3: and I think I think that's still a very cool way to do things. I really do.
1: Yeah. Uh, we've been making some records over here. Uh, we're starting to fire back up now in, in our post-pandemic thing, cool. and it's 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 cool to hear some of these refreshing notes of you know we've been sitting in the, on the couch woodshedding for the past year it's time to I've got some ideas let's lay something down and that's yeah. that's what's happening and it's We're working with, I'm working on an album right now with Butch Mudbone oh and how's he doing he's doing good he's doing really good he's hes happy he's healthy he's having a good time he's enjoying oh, every moment of this process give we've, him my best he and I go back to LA when I, when I first met him uh-huh. I bet Angeles. you two have some stories to share
3: I guess we would, but I don't know if we can do it even on this kind of radio station.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's told some things to me uh, in, be- in between sessions over here. That's wow, <laughs> you survived. <laughs> well, that was the scene back in the well. Let me see the late
3: late seventies, eighties. That was quite a blues scene in L.A. When you consider, yeah, uh, you know, Big, Big Mama Thornton, George Harmonica Smith, Pee Wee creighton
1: Yeah, because you played Fox. with all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: and you know some of those some of those clubs that we that we played at, you know, where... Uh, I remember, you know, my wife, um, Patty's here, and I remember there's one place done on... Uh, uh, what was it called? Laura's? What was the place, Laura's? What was it? Uh, Babe and Rick's. The original Babe and Rick's. Right? Yeah, yeah. Where the men's room was actually outside. <laughs> the ladies' room was inside, because the lady got to take care of the ladies, but the men's room was outside. And when we left at, like, 2.30 in the morning, they made sure... There's a big black guy walking with us to our car. Uh huh. So we got yeah. Those are the kind of places they were, man. But that was, it, it. What an education it was, you know, for young young musicians to learn this music.
1: Yeah. To be in that situation, you know. To. That's there's you know, there's no way to teach that. Just you have to live that, I guess.
3: I you know I I don't you know it's a funny thing I I, I think the greatest thing that guys my age got from those older guys, right? Yeah. Was believe it or not the philosophy of this music. Not so much the notes to play, but the feeling behind the notes. Cuz if you didn't play it the way they wanted it played, there were some rough guys. So oh, yeah. You understand what I mean? Oh, yeah. You you, you
1: got you you got straightened out right away. The, and then you played it the way you supposed. To. There's a lot of heart and soul that goes into this. And, I think so. You know, it's not like and not to disparage the rock genre, but you know, it's, you know, four on the floor, let's go crank it up and make some noise. Yeah. But blues is a lot of feeling, a lot of emotion, a lot of hey, how you doing? Let's yeah. have a chat. It's a conversation. It is. And the band is conversating. You yes. know? Yeah.
3: There's taste and there's space and there's call and re- response, and that's such a great part of this music.
1: You're uh you have a, a collection of DVDs where you're instructing. Yeah. yeah. Do you instruct on that? Yes. Yes. Uh, is, are there lessons in there about, about yes. emote and feelings? And- yes,
3: that's what, because it's the most important thing. I, I, I did, um, I, I hope to do them again uh, at Yorma Kakkonen's Fur, Fur Peace Ranch, which is yeah. one of the greatest places on this planet. There's a, as soon as you go in his sign, and there's a sign that says the Fur, Fur Peace Ranch, there's also a sign that you can't see that says no negativity allowed in this place ah, yes and you go in there and it's like um it's a great place to teach it's a great it's a great place to learn and I I sat down with the musicians and and I said, can you sing that can you sing what you're playing and he'll go no but I know the scale I know it's a scale I said well, sing it see what you come up with and then he'll go like but it up I
1: so, said, there you
3: go. Now it's, now it's happening. Yeah. Instead of... Right? Right. Because there's no room for anybody else to talk with that. Right. Right? There's no room for the bass player to say... <laughs> and there's no room for the drummer. to... Yeah.
4: Exactly.
1: Right? Because there's no room. There's a conversation happening in here. supposed to be instead of one guy talking the whole time.
3: Well, exactly. That's... Yeah. Kinda of like we're having a conversation, right? We're going back and forth.
1: Well sure. We're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. I kid. I kid. No, because there are nights in here too where I'd just like to come in here and turn the mics on and just, you know, and let it happen. We've got a few of those nights that are coming up. Mm-hmm. We've got a we've got a round table coming, to drummers discussion. And Whoa. it's going to be a bunch of drummers that yeah. are going to sit down here and talk business and talk shop. And they're going to be basically speaking a foreign language. I'm just going to introduce it and sit back and watch it happen. How cool is that? Yeah, Howard Grimes and company. And there's a bunch of these right. cats that, yeah, the engineers of that Memphis Sound are going to be in here talking about it. Wow. wow. And that's going to be when? The end of this month. The end of this month. Well, wow, that's the last in su- Nashville, yeah. right? So. The last Sunday of the month. Well, we'll record it. We'll make sure you get a copy of it. Um. 27, yeah, June twenty seventh. Yeah, that's it. That's when. Yeah, I'll yeah. be. That's when I'll be. Yeah. Well, you're. Yo, but they making your own music. I'll be up there having your own conversation with your guitar. You'll be talking with yourself. Yeah, which I do quite often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to say. Um, that guitar has a name, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Thank you. Her name is Peanut. This is peanut. The other one is moon, right?
2: Yes. How do you know that?
1: I remember us having this discussion the last time you were here, which was probably a little over two years ago, mm-hmm. and I remember that. And it was a thing about the national guitars. That's right, national. This is a this is a Waterloo. Yeah.
3: And it's a it's a replica of the old nineteen 30s Stellas. It's got a parlor vibe to it, doesn't it? It is. It is, and yeah. it's a. We we did an album years ago for a Dutch company called Black and Tan. It was called the Utrecht Sessions. Yeah. And we actually got uh, an old Stella 12 string and an old Stella like this one. Yeah. From Palma Guitars in Amsterdam. And I told Patty, I said, you know, if I could ever get one of those, that's the guitar I would really love to have. So I was doing the NAM show for National.
1: Yeah. Right?
3: Yeah. And I went over to Collings, and I was talking to the, their uh, art, artist guy, Mark, Mark Altens, and I said, I said, Mark, do you guys make uh, what they call a ladder brace guitar? He said, yeah, He's right over there. They're called Waterloos. So I saw this one, and I picked it up, and I started to play it, and I go. I said, boy, that's a sound. I said, has anybody got this yet? he says no you do I said, I said can I do something he said what I said can I put a little scratch on here so nobody gets it? You yeah. know.
1: That's funny. <laughs> That's true story.
4: That's
3: true story. Did you scratch it?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you sure did. I did. You marked it. Yeah, I marked it. This one's so coming you know home with, with me, when man. Some
3: guy from a store looks at it and goes, "Well, I can't take this one." Good. I'm glad you can't take this <laughs> because yeah, that was
1: coming home with me. <laughs> so, as, when you do this uh, this thing in in uh, Nashville, you're gonna you're gonna because it's just gonna be you and a guitar. Mm-hmm. So that guitar is going to have to be ra- rather important in this mm-hmm. decision-making process. So is it going to be Peanut or Both is it Moon or I'd
3: probably Moon too? For yeah. you know, for especially for slide. I, I mean, and the different uh, tunings, yeah, that are used. But but, but it'll probably be Moon and this one, Moon 12-string. and and a twelve string and a twelve string. Right. I'm yeah. using twelve string too. Okay. Oh, that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. How about a tune? You want to play something? Sure. Let me see. On Peanut. On Peanut.
2: I've yet to know I'm looking in time I've yet to know I left behind They haunt somebody else. Ghost I left behind They haunt somebody else.
1: That's fantastic! So nice. Thank you. You make it look so easy. Oh, thank you. I think when you're done with them, your hands need to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Quite frankly. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate. That. No, I know. I know. The, the, I'm just sitting you know, watching your right hand, and I'm just I marvel at that whole dead thumb finger pick thing. It's just I, I fool around with it myself, and do it's, you? Yeah. when 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 people ask about it, it's like you know, how do you describe it? You, you can't. It's you know your thumb has a mind of its own is really kind of all you can get
3: it, to. It is, you know, when you think about the, the the great right hands, I mean, acoustic guys it's about, really, the right hand. Oh, yeah. Because that's where the band lives, right? Right. So, uh, think about, like, Jerry Reed, the country car Yes. That was a hell of a right hand. Yes, it was. Right? Big Bill Brunzi, a hell of a right hand. I mean, these guys like Robert the, Johnson, you know. Robert Johnson. You know, I mean, you look at it because I remember the old guy I learned from, Ernest Banks, back in Tawana, Virginia, he told me, he said, boy, you got to sound like you more than one guy. Yeah. You can't sound like you're just one guy up there. You got to have a groove going because he said, if the groove is going, he said, then the women start the head moving.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And when the women's heads start moving, then pretty soon another part of the women starts moving. <laughs> that's when the <laughs> yes. men notice what's moving. <laughs> <laughs> and then they buy the women a drink and they go dancing and they buy more drinks. And he said, then you're going to get paid. Yes. <laughs> and you'll be back next night. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. Yes. So uh, <laughs> that's the importance of the, well, sure. the groove, right groove. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, is it is it possible to teach that or is it is it like harmonica? you just have to kind of figure it out on your own well yeah my wife patty right she can she's a like a legit musician
3: she can read and stuff, and I remember one time they sent me the the transcript of one of the uh lessons that was on there for me to check, yes, and I looked at it, and, oh, you're looking at the chart, yeah, yeah, and the music, and i go i i I said. But no, she she
1: actually said to me, she said, "Can you uh, play that?" I said, "I can't play that." She I can said, read. That's what you played I on the thing. I can read it either. Uh, I would imagine it's it's like as complicated as like a Rachmaninoff <laughs> piece. It's it's like, um, but then you know, so somebody sat down and tried to trans, or Did they? They, they transcribed yeah, trans- trans- it. Yeah, they had to. Wow,
3: because somebody wanted to know what that was, right? And they and they say on it as close as possible. Or something like that, right? Because there's no way you can tell. I don't know what it's gonna do. Well, sure. You know, but I do remember. I do remember Mr. Banks saying, "Your left hand is your brain. If you if you know what tuning I'm in, right? You see my left hand. You know what I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm. Where, where you're at? Yeah. Yeah. He said, "But your right hand's your personality." Mm. Nice. Your right hand is your personality. That's why Blind Blake doesn't sound like Big Bill Brunsey, who don't sound like Jerry Reed. Right. Do you understand what I mean? Right. Because each personality is different.
1: Yeah. Each each right hand is different. And yeah, it's all in that right hand. Yeah. yeah it's in the right. And the tuning just makes it a little easier, or a little more interesting.
3: Yeah, depending on the tuning, because you want to have you want to have a bass, right? So, a lot of the guys, what they did was they would re tune the guitar. So they get a bass in it because if you're playing in G or C, unless you're broomsey, with that fake thumb that he's to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah. hard.
1: It is. Uh, yes. Yeah.
3: Uh, but you would you would you would change the tuning so you get a bass so your thumb is working. So you right. drop like a drop
1: D for example. Yeah. Or what I call a bastard G. It's bastard like, G. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bastard G. Uh, so it's an open G with
3: a drop. Well it's, well it's like I'm going down to G there yeah, and that should be a D and yeah so what it's like it's like a G open G. But instead of the high E
1: going down to D, it stays at E. It stays at E. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and you get like a... So technically, it's open but standard-ish. Yeah. yeah. It's a bastard it's well standard. <laughs> That's why I call it bastard G. Bastard
3: G. Because you can play like you're an electric guitar player playing in G. All right. But you got the bass.
1: Yeah. So it's it's all up there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. so it's not that G down here where you got to,
1: you know... yeah. That's just surviving stuff. Well, yeah, it's a shortcut. I'm afraid it is. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, you'll hear guitars go, "Oh, dude, you're cheating." Well, if it works, it's not cheating. I mean, there's no test. No, no. <laughs> The you test know. is when the guy comes at you with the with the green paper. That's that's the test. <laughs> that's that's the grade of the test right there. That's how that works. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you got those girls' heads moving at the whole the whole beginning of this thing, it doesn't matter what T what. T- <laughs> that thing is in. We, we used to we used to joke about uh, Zeke Johnson when he would come down. He would play stuff in the key of Zeke. He, did, he he didn't know what key he was yeah. in. I mean, the, that thing the, was. That guitar would fall over, be stepped on. He'd just pick <laughs> it up and keep playing. I mean, it was. Oh, I love that. Yeah, okay. the, key Z. the key of Zeke. The key of Zeke. Oh, the key of Zeke. Yeah, the key of Zeke. I like that. And he would put a capo on it. Why, I don't know. But he <laughs> he, he would. He'd be sliding around all over that thing. Oh, it was. It was, it was a beautiful thing to watch. Oh, I bet. It
3: was. I liked yeah.
1: yeah, Zeke Johnson. Yeah, we lost him a couple of years. God. Thank God he, he checked out before the pandemic came because God knows yeah, that would not have been good.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, every, we, have a, we have a Christmas tradition here around the holidays. We have the Zeke's Christmas record, and we play it in its entirety here. And it's, and it's really him telling stories about these songs, these old traditional Christmas songs, and it's his version of them, and they're delightful. And when you interviewed him, he said, well, you know, Christmas music and children's music are kind of the same. He said, except that children's music is torturous and Christmas music is downright excruciating. <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy who spent some quality time with Furry Lewis, though, too. I mean, you know, so, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. He, he comes from that background. <laughs> So yeah, with the with the tuning thing, uh, yeah, it's that's a. But you know now going back into time, though, weren't a lot of those guys they would use bizarre tunings to kind of copyright themselves to protect their music. I can't say with, with authority. I wouldn't know for sure.
3: The guys that I met, um, uh, it was just uh, they would tune their guitar to. They would wake up and go. Mm and does he
1: that would be no matter it, yeah. where that is that's that was that's it you know <laughs> <laughs> when when Brad Webb gave the the we the, got the brass note he told the story about working with um, the Wolfman um, Robert, Belfort. Robert Belfort and he said that his tuning was kept a major secret yeah. mm-hmm. it, Wolfman would not tell anybody what, 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 uh, what that guitar was tuned into Okay, and, and, and then, it, then it leaked it happened he blew a string and I think it was Eric Hughes gave him a guitar and said here play my guitar I think it was Eric I think if I understand I this. Uh, at any rate so Wolfman tunes his, 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 Eric's guitar and at, right at the end of the show he goes here I'll take the guitar and he goes oh yeah thank you man and he, and he, goes, he figured it out and it was open G down a half a step that's all it was
3: You know, I tell you a story. Remember, you know, we just this week we lost James James Harmon. Yes, right. Yes. This is one of my favorite James Harmon stories. James James came in to see me, and he said, he said, Doug, he says, uh, I, I I just realized that you you tune your guitar down about a quarter step. This was before I had tuners, right? All right. And. <laughs>
4: I said, I said, yeah, and he said, why do
3: you do that? And I said uh, to keep the harmonica players from playing. With them. Oh. and Harmon says, Harmon says, not the bad ones, not the bad
1: ones. Oh, that's so true.
3: Um, Doesn't that sound like James? That's so funny. Not the bad ones, man. They'll play with. You. They'll play with anybody. I tell you what.
1: McCloud and mixing and Dorp is it what that is? Is this what it says here? Yeah, oh so no, 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 that's not mixing, that's not mixing Dorp, it's just, it's uh, just you <laughs> from the exactly like this record. Was, that's the uh, way it was tagged, I, you know. Somebody tagged that mix Dorp.
3: No, 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 that's 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 Jan's, no, no, that's a whole different. This is that was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> all new to you isn't it Doug? yeah that, we didn't record with this song without the company we did it's <laughs> a whole different deal there rocket till the cow's coming well, what is the story behind that
3: what well, is a, this is a story uh this is a story that um about what my mother told me when i was a little boy we lived in north north carolina and uh the walls between our apartment or whatever we, we were at i, I don't really Recall this because I was so young, but there was a guy that he was a he was a daily worker, and he would he would come home after he got done working, and then he would take his shower, get cleaned up, have his supper, and then he'd go to his music room, yeah, and what he would do in his music room he'd love Louis Jordan and he would play louis Louis Jordan and it'd be turned up. And my mother started to worry about whether or not her little baby boy in the crib was getting any sleep. <laughs> so she tells a story about her coming in and seeing me in the crib with my eyes closed and my foot moving.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> you were
3: rocking to it. <laughs> I was rocking to Louis oh, Jordan. That that so that song is a oh, tribute, wow. my tribute, to something that Louis, Louis Jordan might have done. Because yeah. I would tell folks that... My first musical influence was Louis Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's hysterical. Cool. You that's picked it up stuff. by
1: osmosis then. I
3: did. I mean, uh, and she she said, yes, Doug, <clears throat> your little foot was tapping. And she said, I guess everything was okay. And she went back. <laughs> that was
1: it. Guess, Why not? <laughs> music soothes the angry beast, as they I guess say. so. Yeah. 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 Well,
3: yeah. It, it didn't hurt you. Yeah. And, that's, uh, and uh, the uh, piano player on that mm-hmm. is Mike... Mike Thompson, um, who, had, I think he's, he might still be with the, he's the piano player for the Eagles. Ah, okay. And uh, just had a great feel on that thing, that great piano, bass
1: line yeah. thing, and his little... So drums, piano, bass, and yourself, is that it? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's it. It's all it needs to be. Yeah. And of course, that's all live.
3: There's no, there's no o- overdubs with that. That's no. there doesn't need to be. No. They just
1: said, go. We did. No, we'll Come fix on. it in the mix. <laughs> exactly like that it's that's, a, it. That's, that's why that's what the name of the album is exactly like this <laughs> yes it is that's, <laughs> that's what but it, it isn't Midtendorf <laughs> no it isn't Midtendorf well, I'll fix that later I no, don't know it's the way it came, it's the way it came to me I, I, <laughs> I can see them get mad at me now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, 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 tough I, I'll, I've got your back on this Doug don't worry about it okay I feel better now <laughs> no not, not to worry not to worry at all um so when uh, when you're when you're writing though, I mean, what's I would assume your process for writing a tune is probably no different than a lot of other cats, is it? You just sit around with a guitar and you know you're you got some ideas and and now comes the lyrics and and then now you got a hit record and you know boom, cash the check. Isn't that how that works? That didn't happen yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing it no, right then. Do, do, <laughs>
3: you're not holding your you tongue know, in the right spot. <laughs> to tell you the truth, Rick, uh, the, the whole COVID thing. Uh, I didn't feel like there was anything going going on about like actually writing like that. I'd get ideas, and nah. I I'd put them down three o'clock in the morning, four, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I, 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 just I would record them and I would do this and that. And um, when this this album coming up, that we're gonna do the live one at the end of this month. Yes. Uh, we found out that that was going to be uh, I found out we were going to do that about a week and a half ago, <laughs>
2: <And> <laughs> so
3: now now all of a sudden it 's all the stuff is coming right but it 's funny how the field my my field stays fallow until all of a sudden it 's time to work it 's time to go and then uh, thank goodness it just comes to you like that it does much much to her. Yeah, no kidding. It's Everybody else is slaving away at their yeah.
1: craft, and you just go, oh, sure, not a problem. How many <laughs> tunes you need? Twelve? <laughs> I'll have it for you by 3 <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> right,
3: right. Yeah. So um, that's how it works. And, and but it's not forced, though. No, and it's like a songwriter. I believe this. A song comes comes <clears> to you. Sometimes it come to you at 3.30 in the morning when you are sleeping, and you wake up because the song says, there's a line, and you say, Oh, there's no way I'm going to forget that. There's no way. You've got to get up, and you've got to get that song then. Because if you go back to sleep, the song says, well, if McLeod don't want me, I'm going to go to Chris Smither, and I bet you Chris will take me. uh uh-huh. Right? So you get the yeah, song when you can get it. The muse ain't faithful. No. The muse will say, look, if Doug is too tired, I think Chris will do this song. Yeah. Let me, let me see what Chris is doing. And that's how it
1: happens. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Wow does it start with a line sometimes, sometimes. maybe a, a musical phrase a groove for, sometimes there's a lot of grooves there's yeah. a
3: lot of grooves happen and then I and then I go through these lines these ideas yeah and, and then I just see starts putting it together yeah. And, yeah see what's going on you know mm-hmm. you bastard <laughs> I don't, I don't
1: say that. <laughs> you make it too easy, man.
0: No, it's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, The other musicians in the room will disagree with you on this. I think. Uh, no, I think. No, it's. It, I, I kid, of course, because that's 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 a huge part of the craft. It's not just being able to sit there with a guitar and make it happen. It's translating from what's up in the head into the hands and into the ultimately into your ears. Yeah, but there are there are fine
3: songwriters that can. Can go like uh, at ten o'clock in the morning and say I'm gonna write. Yes. And they sit down and they write and they write real good songs. It's like a punch clock type of job. Yes, but they do it and it sounds good and they do it and they can do it that
1: way. Me, no. It just has to come whenever it does. Yeah. Well, that's part of the magic of it, though. I think you know. I guess so. So I, with this session coming up at the end of the month, <laughs> how, how many tunes have you got ready for this?
3: I think I got about twelve. Yeah well I mean some I've recorded in the past that got new new legs new legs and a new a new suit of clothes um, that are important because of the times Is one I want to do called Who's Truth Who's Lies yeah because of what's going
1: on and, uh, yeah because I was going to ask that. you how much of the world news world you know, the news world or events affect you know your art uh, for some people it's a big part of it so some they just ignore it completely but quite a bit uh, it, it's um um
3: the album that will follow these two will have some serious stuff on it um, also when the world is in such as Percy Mayfield says is such an uproar that it also makes me want to think about humor because oh, sometimes yeah. humor can make the hard times
1: easier you know we laugh a little bit and, sure you know it's oh, a yeah. good thing for you well talking politician blues is one of those is, oh, thanks for that. You, you know, know. Uh, I I played every once in a while. Do I, you? Yeah, I, I get a kick it. out of that because I of, of, that. The, of the of the of the the thought that you impart in that is so relevant today. It's certainly over the past several years. Well, when you consider that thing was written when what Arnold Schwarzenegger
3: was going going to be the governor of California. Yes, yes. That's how long that song been around?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's. <laughs> This shouldn't be appropriate. No, it's no. It shouldn't be. The lines. I want to shoot em. him. I don't want to hurt him. I just want to shoot him. No, no. I don't want to kill him. I don't want to kill him. I just want to hurt him. Some. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Somebody get my BB gun. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you put that line in there, or else the Secret Service would be coming around, going, "Mr. McLeod would like to have a discussion." They don't have a sense of humor, apparently. At least not when I spoke with them. They didn't. That's the way that the way that goes. How about another? How about another song? Okay. Well. Let's- we were down to Bastard G tuning, weren't we? Well, yeah, we were in the I think you're in the Bastard G is Well, let's say the heck with that and let's go to Open G. Okay then. <laughs> oh string manufacturers must love you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Woman, don't love me no more Mm -hmm. She don't love me no more Cold rain falling Oh, in my soul me, little girl, what's in your mind? Baby, tell me, tell me what's in your mind? Don't love me.
1: Nice. That's a great. That's a great lick. That uh, that phrase that's that's being repeated in it that you play. Thank you. There's uh there's kind of a North Mississippi vibe going on there in there.
3: Yeah, maybe there mm-hmm. is. It's a funny thing. That's a that's a style I learned from that old guy from Virginia.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I could hear like an R.L. Burnside type of vibe. With that.
3: yeah, there is that kind of thing. I yeah. mean, he was uh he was a guy that uh, Honey Boy Edwards and I talked about him because. Honey Boy and I talked about right right hands. Honey Boy was another guy that had went, he had a killer right hand.
1: Uh, yeah.
3: Even when he was older, right? And uh, there was there was one night in Chicago we did the Palmer House, and uh, he was doing something, and I got done. I, I used to open for him, right? Yeah. I had a good I had a good good first set, and I was and my right hand was working that night.
1: Right, right, right,
3: it, was, right. it was on. It was on. And Honeyboy Boy gets up, and he starts playing in his right hand. He did something I have never heard anybody do before. And he would saw me over in the wings. And every time like, he would hit this thing, he'd look at me and go, what did <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: That's
0: check good. this out. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think?
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> when he got done, and you know, after his on encores and e- everything, and he comes down and and uh,
1: he says, So, what'd you think, Doug? I said, Somebody ought to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> I busted my ass before you came up here. I thought I had oh, you beat. No. <laughs> he was
3: just incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So,
1: he asked me, he said, he said, Where'd you get your right hand
3: from? And I said, I said, This guy, Ernest Banks. And he said, Well, I've never heard of him. And he said, Where's he from? I said, Virginia. He said, That right hand don't sound like a Virginia right hand to me. And he said, well, What did he look like? I said, Well, he was, he was short and stubby, chocolate skin, bald, bald head, looked like a bowling ball, and he had one eye. And he said, One eye? He said, I might have known some guy like that in Mississippi somewhere. So what, I, what we think happened was Ernest Banks was not his real name, uh-huh. right, and oh. that he migrated, probably did something or was in serious trouble in the South, right? Sure, sure. And migrated to Virginia, changed his name, mm. and just went on and played there because he did not sound like a Piedmont guy. Right. Right? Wow. So he had
1: this great, thump dead right hand that I learned it, from. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there it is. Yeah, so so it is a Mississippi thing. Pro- could it be tri- it could have been, but certainly it's influenced by it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no matter where it was that he came, you know he gave you this because trick because there's
3: no way a Piedmont style picking.
1: Yeah, you know, there's no way that's a Piedmont because Piedmont's a little more technical, isn't
3: it? I think so. I, I do a couple of things like that. It's uh like uh, like a Travis pick or Merle Merle Travis style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blind 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 Blake. I mean, that that was one dangerous picker. You know. Yeah. The, you know that's the Piedmont style John hurt I think was not really not, nah, that wasn't Piedmont though but that's yes but he sounded like Piedmont now he's from Mississippi yes right? but Patty and I were hearing him the uh, uh, other day we we're driving around and we heard him and he said now there's a guy that's called Mississippi John hurt but he sounds like he's from Carolina yeah you
1: know that it sounds like him. he's playing a piano yeah he's got he had that great alternating blues. he was doing all sorts of crazy stuff here we are talking a lot of right hand today. That's a good thing. Well, that is a good thing. I mean, I think it's an overlooked part of of the art of the of, of finger pick. You know, I, well, I, I know there's a lot of different styles of it, but yeah, but the right hand is really like they said. That's your personality. That, that is the personality.
4: Hi, this is Reverend Oma from The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. A lot of us are making time to deepen our spiritual paths. The Broom Closet has a wide selection of books on spiritual topics and a huge selection of tarot and oracle cards for connecting with spirit and our higher selves. You can choose from our vast selection of gemstones, crystals, and crystal jewelry to enhance your spiritual journey. Check out our mindful living gifts and home decor to complete your sacred space. Visit us in downtown Memphis or online at thebroomclosetmemphis.com.
0: Know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school can feel like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. FindSomethingNew.org offers resources that help develop new skills. Skills that can position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Find your path to a new career at findsomethingnew.org. a message from the ad council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from radio land with Rick cheddar. He said that our artist's job is to report what's
3: happening in their life. Yes. You know, and not, not meaning necessarily their personal life, but the world around them, um, uh, it documents what is going on. Sure. And that's something that, that, uh, I think about blues. That last song we did, The Sun Shine Down My Way. Yeah. Now, that song is just someone, you know, that lost a woman, and and times are tough, and times are hard. But keeping the faith that the sun will shine down my way, that's something that I always thought blues had. And and a lot of people think blues is sad music and everything. Mm -hmm. But I always saw the hope in it. I believe blues is a music of overcoming adversity. Oh, yeah. not subjecting to it.
0: For previous episodes, go to Radio-Memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, Player.fm, Stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or TuneIn. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland.
1: There you go. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. Yep. It's the uh, second part of our conversation with Doug McLeod. So uh, be sure and stick around for all of that coming up next week here on the program, uh, whether you download it, which it comes out on Sundays, available whenever, cause it's there forever, or you can uh, wait and tune into it, which may you be doing right now. I don't know. Wednesday nights at midnight, that would be like Thursday morning. It's after the Spud Goodman radio show and it happens here at radio Memphis. So, uh, so there's, there is that. It's weird for me to sit here and go here on Radio Memphis when I'm not really here. Hmm. (laughs) I'm in another studio. But, hey, it's all a state of state of mind. That's that's kind of what it is. Uh, There was a there was a thing I saw uh, earlier uh, before I get out of here. I'll leave you with this. Uh, There was a big question as to why, why people are not reading newspapers anymore. And why is local news not a thing anymore? Well, I can tell you why. I mean, it's, it's really quite simple. Because nobody gives a shit anymore. That's really what it boils down to. People are tired of this. You know, local television news is, for having been in that industry, I can speak with some authority here, but having been in it, I can tell you that it's trash, it's garbage, it's just filler for for, for all uh, all intents and purposes. I, I don't quite understand why people would think that um it would have any value to it there was a time and it did it really did and I can tell you you know you could bring it back you really could you could you could bring back local news it's real simple really Uh, first of all have content that people care about that's that's a big thing Um, most most of the things that you see on like the television news or in your newspaper nobody cares about they really don't. I was talking not long ago to to a guy, a friend of ours that, uh, that that worked worked for the local paper, who said that the only real way that paper could really stay afloat is if it was if it was filled with nothing but two things, sports and food. <laughs> food columns. Not there's not a hot dog that's in, coming into your into your into your uh, newspaper delivery. But no, but like recipes, you know, stories about food, that kind of stuff, or sports stories. Because when it comes to the actual stuff that matters, nobody cares about the whole it bleeds, it leads bullshit. That's that's old school, man. And that is that's the quickest way to change the channel right there on, on the spot. Because everybody knows how violent our world is. You know, we're in a time right now, post pandemic, where the we could tell we're in a post because the mass shootings have restarted. Ain't that something? We know that. I can go anywhere and read about that kind of stuff. What does what what affects me here locally? A couple of things. The status of the I forty bridge would be kind of cool to understand where that is because it's effed up everything traffic wise in this town. And I don't think we're getting the straight story on that either. Uh, property taxes. They're talking about raising that again. Uh, great, thanks. Yeah, sure. Come come to that well because that's what that's what you do. But aside from that, that, there's really nothing else in there. Well, there was a shooting in the city's east side. No shit. There's a shooting everywhere in this damn town. And then there's stuff that happens they don't ever really report on that, that I find that I find interesting. But no, <clears throat> they go to the lowest common denominator. And that's, this, that's just kind of how, how it is. Besides, I have the whole world literally at my fingertips, at any given time, I can find out anything I want to find out when I want to find out. I don't have to wait till ten o'clock to find that out. When I was doing the ten o'clock news for uh, several stations that I've done, we used to have to record these things that would run during prime time. So we would do the six o'clock, right? And then you know you you go you go you go into squeal of torture or jeopardy, whichever one it was. and we would record these things and it'd be like, Property tax hike coming to Memphis details tonight at 10. And it would be that kind of stuff, right? And there was one that came through, and the producers would write this. Don't drink that next glass of water until you see our story about water quality at 10. It's like, really? I might as well well have just sat here and gone, I'm not wearing any pants. I'll prove it tonight at 10. And on that note, I'm out (laughs) of here. Y'all be sweet. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radioland.
0: Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com.